0: Yes, I'm afraid. Maybe... uh, Sorry, I've been a bit out of sorts. Four nights ago, the attack happened the night before. There's been a bit of a whirlwind around here.
1: So what exactly happened during the attack?
0: Poppy insisted on sharing a room with Marisol. I, of course, offered their own rooms, but she felt that Hal here would sleep better, knowing that she was right in the same room. Most of their time, here was uneventful. They played with Lily here. Much to her delight to have Poppy back. We had the official unveiling of Poppy's statue in the main square. It just seemed like a night like any other. Poppy noticed something in the night. It was, I don't know if it was a bad feeling or what, but she was able to detect the Dirge, Dirge's presence as she tried to sneak into the room. There was an ensuing battle or fight between Poppy and the Dirge and Some of my guard were stationed right outside. Guardsmen were killed, unfortunately. It seemed that bought enough time for Poppy to leave the manor and hide with Marisol. Of course, the alarm was sounded once the commotion was heard, but by then it was too late. Once the rest of the guard, however, were assembled, it appears that this dirge... Poppy took that time to explain who this person was and why they might be possibly targeting... She explained that it was no longer safe for them in Doonshire and that she had to take Marisol into hiding and that it was best if none of us knew where they went. They left that very night. Okay. I've had no communication with her then. I thought maybe she would have gone to you all.
1: I don't know if she knows, knew where exactly where we were five days ago. I don't think we would have yet been in Nessalron. No, Poppy would have no idea where we were.
2: I'm I'm sorry then. Any chance you can uh, get a hold of her doing that thing, talking thing?
1: I can send a message. What do we want to ask? Where are you? Do you need us to come to you? Everything okay?
2: Can we, do we need well, to meet up? Yeah. Where are you going? You figure it out. You're smarter than
1: me. Okay. Uh, I'll use the ring of sending and send a message to Poppy. Just say, It's Fentwick. Where are you? Do we need to join her, and where can we meet?
0: After a brief pause, you hear Poppy's familiar voice. Everything's under control. Uh, situation normal. <laughs> uh, we had a, a slight situation, but uh, everything's perfectly all right now. We're fine. We're all fine here now. Thank you.
1: I, I'd like to say I'm surprised but Poppy sent a completely useless reply. I, I don't imagine
2: we're heading out today. I mean, considering we were just on the road for couple of days be
1: that and the fact that that well we have no idea where poppy and, and marisol are
3: but that was it was just a normal response you just got a normal but it
1: maybe normal for poppy i don't know if, if she intended to say more and forgot about the limit but she didn't answer any of my questions she just said they were fine
3: so then i have a, a rather strange request a request for a skill check and you can let me know if you think it's viable or uh, according to the rules or however you want to do it i don't know if this would be perception or survival or insight but based on my memories of poppy does she seem like the type of person who a would forget the limit on something like that but also just completely ignore the questions that her companion who she hasn't seen in a long time laid out
0: I would say give me an insight check Nineteen. Nineteen? Seems pretty in line with Poppy.
3: Okay. Okay. Then uh Bellin doesn't say anything.
1: Next time I'll the <laughs> Marisol. There you go.
0: Of course you are all welcome to stay here as long as you're in Duneshire, Lady Celine says to you all. Uh is there anything I can get you all immediately? You I'm sorry, I didn't even do you have a place to stay already? Um
1: No, we don't. Accommodations would be greatly appreciated.
0: Of course. My house is, is yours. Poppy and you all did so much for us.
2: DM, what time of day is it?
0: Uh, This was after you went to Christos and shopping. So I would say it's starting to get late afternoon, early evening.
2: We got like an hour?
0: Yeah, I'd say you got an hour before sundown.
2: Uh, Yeah, we would like to be able to stay here if that's possible. But I looked over the guys and say, I mean, maybe we just go check some of the local pubs and see if they've seen this dirge person or anybody odd, like checking into the inns or
1: something. We could. Did we ever actually see dirge?
0: You have seen the dirge. She was part of Ulian's entourage for the ball, and she was specifically who Anil was searching for and going after and the reason that Anil left you all after that fight was to go and pursue the dirge.
2: I don't know. I'd feel better if they weren't just camping out at the local inn right around the corner.
1: We can make the rounds, but it's not like we blend in. I think that's okay.
2: Maybe they'll come uh, try to say hello to you in the middle of the night, Bentwick, and we'll be ready for them. Yeah, time with me. Thank you, Lady Celine. We're going to... Head back out and we'll be back right after sundown.
0: I'll make sure the staff and the guardsmen are aware of your presence. We'll cater to anything you might need. So I think we'll head
2: out to the nearest inn or tavern closest to this place to cover as many that we can. Uh, knowing that uh, we don't want to be out running around in the middle of the night.
0: I'm, I'm sorry. As she turns and one of her advisors is trying to talk to her. Uh, could you repeat that?
2: We're going to head out and we'll be back with a little after sundown. We're going to go check the local taverns and inns. We don't want to be out too late, but we definitely want to just take a look around to at least the local places where people find accommodations and a meal and a drink.
0: Of course, of course. I'll make sure the staff knows that you are to be let in at any hour.
2: Turn on my hill and head out the door heading for the closest tavern and or inn.
0: I would say give me a perception check.
2: Is that to find the inn, or...?
0: Uh, yeah, just to, just to spot the closest inn around. Doesn't take too long. You eventually do see one pretty busy-looking tavern in the Riverstone District itself called the Foaming Shale.
2: Yeah, we'll walk right in, right up to the bar.
0: And while this place is a tavern and inn. It is a, it is in the Riverstone District, so it's a bit more upscale than some of the taverns and inns and drinking establishments that you've been into. There's not much of a rowdy atmosphere. It is busy. There's quite a few tables. Most of them are occupied. Lots of more well-dressed clientele. And there is a person playing a large stringed instrument, almost like a cello in the corner, just providing some nice ambient music and there is a middle-aged i would say just hitting middle-aged woman behind the bar dark black hair tied up into a kind of tight bun up top
2: i'll walk forward and reach into my pack and put a platinum piece and a gold piece like next to each other and i will say have you seen this person here or have they stayed here in the last couple of days and i'll give them a description of what i remember the dirge being
0: okay yeah you see her demeanor especially belladin as you were watching hal approach the bar Mm -hmm. you know this rough large looking man in this pretty refined establishment you see this woman kind of start to be like a little bit hesitant but once she sees the coin think like the worst of newport beach but as soon as she sees the platinum, ah, <laughs> I'm sorry. Could you repeat that description one more time? Shorter than me. Not as muscly
2: as I am. Taller than him. And given the features.
1: Well, the dirge was a female half halfling.
0: Yes, she is. If anyone would like, if anyone except for Kor who has not met the dirge would like to give me a history check. See how much you guys recall about her appearance. Yep. Hal, your description pretty much remains just exactly how you gave it. Bentwick, you do remember, yes, it is a female halfling wearing kind of a loose tunic top with short capri pants, light kind of flexible shoes. You do remember that she did wear large prayer beads that she had wrapped around her arm. And you remember some sort of tattoo peeking up just on the right side of her neck, but you can't
1: remember what it was. So.
3: Oh my God. As a, uh, as a magic user, don't you have minor illusion? Can not you just like visually?
1: I was about to say, if I can, if I can make a small minor illusion that, of what I recall, man, that's so useful.
0: There is some slight blurriness to the image where recollection is not perfect. How, why don't you give me a persuasion check with advantage?
2: Thirteen.
0: She looks at you. I I don't seem to recall anyone of that description. I mean, we do have a certain amount of smaller folk.
2: What about that uh, person who looks like the statue? Red hair, little white streak.
0: The statue? Statue. Oh, you mean the new statue in the square? The savior of
3: not the savior of Doonshire, it's just the neighborhood?
0: She specifically sacrificed herself to save Lady Selene's daughters, how the story goes.
3: Wow. Um, This was starting as Jordan talking, but now this is Belladine going, wow.
0: No, I mean, there's been some talk I've heard of, what was her name? It's uh, slipping my mind at the moment, but there's been some rumors of her returning to Doonshire, and staying with Lady Celine, but at least she's never come into here.
2: Alright. I'll pick up his platinum and his gold and he'll walk out.
0: I would say make a dexterity check as you go, because she is going to... But she hasn't taken it.
3: Unless we're actually in the presence of a level 20 retired adventurer, and we really screwed up.
0: I'm not gonna do You definitely beat her at initiative. So, that's pretty much all dexterity check was for. To see who could grab it first, so you definitely are able to. She, you see her go and reach her down, her hand for the platinum and the gold, and immediately how you swipe it up, and you just immediately turn and leave. Well, I guess that's how good-natured some people are. I'd like you all to leave, please.
3: I lean over. I lean over to Cord. I'm like, that could have gone better. In in Sylvan or. What are we doing, Elvin or Sylvan these days, Core?
4: Usually Sylvan.
3: All right, and Sylvan.
4: I I think ladies just don't like gold. I don't know.
3: You know, I think she liked the gold, and then he took it away, and I think that might have been the problem.
1: Fine, come on. Been throwing out better joints than this.
3: As we get outside, I'm just going to very, very clearly state to the group, and for, for Hal especially, so... So I I understand you didn't get the information you wanted, So, but taking back it all? Like, do you take back money when the information you buy isn't what you want it to be? Is that normal? I mean, I don't pay
2: for no information. She said, I haven't seen this person, and I don't know who that is. So I don't have any money. I left.
3: You know, that actually kind of makes sense. It's hard to argue with that.
2: But maybe this talking to folk is... Not my forte.
3: Your ability to talk is not in question here. Just maybe your ability to persuade them might be a problem. I mean, I bet you could intimidate them if you wanted, but I don't know if that's how we're going to get the answers we want.
1: I'll follow your lead. How much money did you put down there?
2: One platinum and one gold. Oh. Yeah. Definitely not worth that information.
1: Yeah, you're just gambling. You never have to go back to that person and ask them anything ever again.
2: But if they give me information, then I'll really tip them.
3: Well, why why don't you start off smaller? Like start off with a silver and then if the information sounds like what you like, then you put a gold on there. And then if you want if they're, you know, don't want to give you information or are trying to get more money, then maybe the platinum if you think they have the answer you want. But maybe the silver you could just leave, right? Silver silver gets you the conversation.
2: I mean the, the drinks there were like too gold for that swell they serve. So it probably is right. really too. But that was my plan. I said, here's the gold and here's the platinum. And I answer a question. You, I ask a question. You give me good information. I slide the gold over and I say, okay, now here's the platinum. If you give me better information, then, you know, that can be for you too. But
3: see, that has a certain wisdom to it. I, I appreciate it. I just don't think you can ever go back into that, re- that place again and expect it to go well.
2: I mean, that's fine. Maybe we'll have breakfast there tomorrow with Lady Celine
3: nice <laughs> nice that would be funny how do Finthwick and Belladon have the highest charisma of a ten in this party how did that happen
4: I don't even speak the native
1: language God.
3: yeah oh man this is well
1: we haven't gotten through our, our, our lives thus far on charm
3: yeah yeah I think Belladon is slowly realizing like oh this isn't this may not work <laughs> Okay.
2: All right, let's go to the next one. Maybe we'll get any better. I'll, uh,
3: Fentham, I'll let you guys do, you, do the talking. Yeah, Fentwick, do you want to take the lead? Yeah. I mean, I could, but my 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 method is really like, hey, I will do good things to help you, and then you'll give me something in return. And I feel like we don't have the time to do that at every one of these places. Well,
1: I see. So so you're all carrot, and we're more stick.
3: Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. That might, Oh, that's a good analogy. Mm.
1: Yeah, usually if the place isn't in flames by the time we leave, I, I put it in the wind column. Nice. It's always, It's always exciting, this group, that it's specifically to core. Okay, I guess we can toddle off to the next place.
0: I would say core. Actually, you can give me a history check right now. Oh, look at that. I may remember something. Look at this. 17. As you're kind of going with your friends and... Half-listening to conversations, you hear this, this name a few times: the dirge, the dirge, and you're thinking where you heard it, and you've heard, you've heard that name before.
4: You you said you said the dirge is who we're looking for.
3: Yeah, yeah, that's the name. Uh, it's like a uh, half elf or full elf assassin. Um, Thentwick remembers better, but yeah, I
4: um, mean, Jason better. remembers that that is not what I heard before, but. I'm going go go with you.
3: <laughs> Look, look. When we when we rolled history checks earlier, let's just say that when I saw I rolled a nine, that is true to form. Alright?
4: Alright.
0: Um You mean like half halfling? Halfling woman?
3: There it is. Yeah, because it was the same as my as my friend.
0: And then seeing that image of her and seeing these prayer beads wrapped around her arm jogs your memory.
4: A prayer beads, huh?
0: Yes, you know this to be Kyonzi, zi one of the premier disciples of the Shadowed Hand, a monastery of assassins somewhere along the Stormbreaker coast that has a reputation of worshipping both Azoth, the goddess of skill, the god of death as well.
4: I'm gonna go ahead and pretend like I can repeat that so Team Core just said all of that to <laughs> Well Belladin and Fentwick who understand
1: me, Core yep. just said all of that to.
3: Well that's new information. How does that help us here though? What do you think, Fenthwick?
1: Well, we already knew she was an assassin and kind of a badass, so it's huh. not useless information. Oh. That's an interesting question. Are there any are there any temples to either of those gods in Dunshire?
0: Uh You know that there is a temple to the Hexad here. Dunshire d- isn't large enough for it to have a dedicated, separate temples to each god. There is a large temple, and you know this, Fentwick, That most towns, except for the larger metropolises in a country or kingdom, will have a single. Fund a single temple to be built to to all six gods where they can be worshipped in their respective alcoves.
1: Why don't we try a a local uh, temple? See if she's paid her respects. I like that. Yep. Head off to the temple, then.
0: You guys head off to the Temple of the Hexad. Easily enough, it's it's between the Market District and the Riverstone District. You've actually been there before as the previous vicar overseeing the temple was actually part of the death cult and had created that underground kind of shrine to the reaper underneath the dwelling, the dwelling. So between you, Fentwick, and Hal, you guys would uh, definitely remember where this temple is. Um, You get there, it is a... Uh, one of the larger stone structures in Duneshire outside of Riverstone Manor and Administration Hall in the Market District, where you guys had met the magistrate previously. But there's a central entranceway, kind of, you know, pillars on each side leading to a large central dome, and then there are six alcoves, large alcoves built around this central circular center where each god. As their own shrine. I think I was going
2: to peel off from the group. And head over to the Temple of Gian Or the Alcove of Gian.
0: Fento, give me a perception check. 18. You know that most know. temples have various kind of livery and banners. And heraldry of the gods. And with especially the central temples like this being to all the Hexad. It tends to be a pretty colorful place. Representing all six gods. They're all the tapestries have been covered, and the only cloth and banners are of pure white that are hung around. And you know white to be the color of mourning. But how you peel off to the shrine for Gion, and you see a statue of elven looking woman sitting on her knees in front of a lo- kind of the large relief of a tree, cupping. Lot with lots of flowers, flowers around her, and then in her hand is a large lotus flower. There are various, a few people in here, various worshippers.
3: Perception check for someone who looks like the dirge. Give me a perception check, please. I don't imagine I'm the only one who's going to be looking for that, so whoever wants to join me. That's
0: what you guys want to look for, you tell me.
3: Yeah. Looking for a halfling female. Man, <laughs> I got a plus nine and I rolled lower than fifth
0: You look around. You do see one halfling. It's an older man. Also at the shrine of Jian.
3: I guess moonbeam on him. No, I'm just
1: kidding. (laughs) Yeah, we're like, it's the dirge in disguise. Kill him.
0: (laughs) There's a dwarf at the shrine of Lakas, the god of strength and the forge. You don't see... Any halfling woman matching the description that you look- that you have in your mind, either Kor or Beladin. Fanswick, so like you start looking around, but you notice the what you know must be the vicar of this temple. Kind of in the central chamber where there is a podium and some seats arranged in a way where a worship of all the hexed can be made. His robes. Once again, he's wearing the traditional formal attire for mourning, and he's leading a group of people in what looks to be like a prayer meditation. But that kind of distracts you from looking for what you were initially looking
1: for. Suppose we could wait until they finish.
0: And after a few moments, you hear some chanting of prayer, and it's a, a prayer asking for the hexad's guidance and salvation in dark times. Eventually, they finish, and you see this vicar. He looks to be relatively young, human male, conversing now with some of these parishioners.
1: I suppose I'll approach him then.
0: Yes, he must be strong,
1: vicar. I might have a word.
0: Uh yes, sir. Um, excuse me, Dyla.
1: The uh, we're, my friends and I are here. We're we're looking for someone. And we think well. We're wondering if maybe they've they've popped in in the last week or so. I'll cast the illusion and show the picture. Say they may have been hanging out around God of Death, God of Skill. Anyone like this uh, ringing a bell?
0: The Goddess of Skill Azoth's Shrine, they've been the normal people. There have been quite a few people making their paying their respects to the Shrine of the Twins especially with recent events.
1: I'm what events would those be?
0: Have you all not heard?
1: I don't know. What have we heard? Our
0: holy pontiff, the head of the Hexad.
1: I did not know that. When did this happen?
0: Reports say that unfortunate death happened a few weeks ago, but news, um, it was not until proper rituals had been done. I'm surprised that you've not heard.
1: Well, we've uh, we've been out of touch for a while. Out in the country. Do they uh, know who did it?
0: It was. And then he stops himself. And <laughs> the official details of His Holiness's m- death have not been released to the public, unfortunately. And uh, I'm afraid it is church business at the moment.
1: Let me see.
0: Could you give me that description one more time? I can
1: I'll conjure it up, wave, uh, wave it around in his face
0: practitioner of the arcane. I say now that you mention I get a closer look there was someone here. I remember it now it was just it was after our our prayers and our respects to the holy pontiff were done I thought she'd maybe come late but she avoided everyone else and spent some time what looked like meditation in front of the shrine to the twins she appeared to be praying. She had prayer beads with her. This was maybe...
1: That sounds about right. Haven't seen her since,
0: eh? She came a couple more times after that. Again to the Shrine to the Twins and then to the Lady Azoth's shrine. I remember, I I think I, I... Yes, I remember I tried to engage her in conversation and offered to pray with her. Didn't say a word, just turned and left. Yeah. That was five nights ago. I haven't seen her since.
1: Thank you. You've been very helpful.
0: You're welcome. And of course, you're welcome to come and pray, which is odd because he's definitely way younger than you. That's right.
2: So I think Hal is going to kneel down in front of Jean, start saying a prayer, and then say something to, akin to, Great lady, I need to find my friends. I need to find this person who's hurting my friends. I need, to take, I need to find Poppy because it's important. She has <laughs> the sacrifice, and we need to go north, but we'd like to get those people before we go north. Can you aid us in our search?
0: I would say roll me a d100. That's an eight.
3: The thing it's golf rules. Lower is better.
0: Lower is better. You had a Ooh. 10% chance.
4: Oh, you rolled an eight.
0: You f- kneel in front of Jian, and you start to pray. You start asking these questions, and you close your eyes, and instead of darkness that you were expecting, and you find yourself in a field of flowers with a singular large tree, strikingly similar to the heart tree that you were just at recently, you seek my guidance, my champion, I can give assistance and guidance, know this, cannot keep this connection long. For the longer my presence is on your plane, the greater the danger becomes. What is it you wish to know most? Speak your desire.
2: So he's playing this around his head and he's like,
1: No, apparently he asked his god for some shit. (laughs) I don't know.
2: Oh, (laughs) Bentwick will probably be able to convince Poppy tomorrow, like where they're at. I want to know how I find the dirge. And I guess that's the only thing, the two things I asked. Like, where's the dirge? How can we find them?
0: The acolyte of Arya seeks her target. Once the ritual offering has been made, the shadowed hand does not stop until their target is dead. It heads west to Ornost to seek her own prey. And with that, the light starts to fade. Do you find yourself in the familiar darkness of having your eyes closed? All
2: right, I'll uh, just quietly walk back up to the group and ask them if they found anything or found out anything.
1: Well, she was here, but apparently not since the night of the attack.
2: I may have some information, but I'll let you know once we get back to Riverstone Manor. If it is still too early for nightfall, we would head maybe to another tavern place. Nah, I think we got the information. So I looked at the group, back to Riverstone Manor.
1: But done investigating. I think... Al, I think I
3: think Fentwick meant that as a question.
1: Yeah. You were so gung-ho.
2: I mean, we can go to another inn. I just don't want to talk to them for reasons. that I'm not allowed to go back to Sir Giles' house or back to that other place. Maybe we can get some more info. Or should we just go back since Bobby's... I mean, you can call her tomorrow.
1: Yes, I think... Um, if I had to guess, I'm going to guess that the Dirge isn't in Doonshire anymore. No, nope, definitely not in Duneshire.
2: We'll talk as we head back towards Riverstone
1: Manor.
0: You guys leave the Temple of the Hexad and start making your way through the Riverstone District back to Riverstone Manor.
2: So, Gian just told me that the Acolyte of Area is heading towards Ernost to find their prey. I'm assuming that the Nightingale's still their prey, so maybe we can like triangulate where they're at. But I'm not sure if we want to go all the way back towards
0: Ernost. Fenton, give me a religion check. Good enough, given your, your training. Direct contact with the gods is very rare, even for high-level clerics. Especially that the gods use their power to imprison the lieutenants of Valinor. The trade-off was that they could not make direct contact with the material plane as most of their power is focused on keeping them imprisoned. And the closer they get to the material plane, the kind of more of that imprisonment is weakened. Sorry, but you can go ahead, Hal.
1: So, Gian. Gian spoke to you. The Gian.
2: Yeah, I mean, we literally just talked to an 80-foot-tall white bird. Three days ago. Like, everybody
1: heard that, right?
3: That's, that, I mean... Look, he's got a really interesting way of, like, couching things. Well, yeah, I mean, but,
1: but, you know, 80-foot-tall talking birds aren't, oddly, are not that, not that strange where we live.
3: But who, who did you talk to? Because I don't know, what, who?
2: Gion? Yeah, you know, the goddess of lightning, thunder, nature, and the world, the mother of...
3: Right. You everything? Quote?
2: I mean, we've been talking regularly for the last several weeks, months, maybe.
3: Really? Yeah. I just raise a single eyebrow and look at Fentwick.
1: Well, it's not like it never happens, but I'm just, uh... Jeez, I didn't know you were, uh, that close. Mm, I wasn't. I mean,
2: but we've been doing good. By them, and so I guess you could say I'm champion.
1: Favorite of the gods?
2: Yeah, that's a good way to put it.
1: Okay. And so what did Gian have to say?
2: The Acolyte of Aria, this Shadowed Hand company person, is heading to Ernost in pursuit of
1: their prey. Well, then that makes it sound like Marisol and Poppy are probably in Ernost. Which is where I would guess that Poppy would probably try to go to ground. Yeah, do we have the time to head all down, down there?
2: Or I guess you'll ask her tomorrow. Can you call her more than one time? Limited plan, I see. Okay. What? A... I look to Belladin, 'cause because I think he's like my uncle, or close to him. Like, what What should we do? Should we just go north, or should we head back towards Ernost? Or...
3: Uh, I'm not sure. Um, I know in goal, we need to go through the cave to go north and, and, you know, you got the message from the giant bird, as you said, but until then, I I thought the goal was to make sure that your sweetheart and Poppy are safe.
2: Yeah, we, we definitely need to make sure that, uh, uh, Poppy and the sec, the sweet, my sweetheart is safe.
3: Okay. So you, you mean besides that, what do we do?
2: I don't know if we can go all the way to Ernost. I know you wanted to go there, right, Fentwick? There's a giant library,
1: you said? Yeah, yeah. I eventually would like to go to Ernost. Have you ever been? Uh, I'm going to say no, I probably never have been. Maybe we we can ask Lady Celine how long it takes to get there. Looking at the map, I'm going to guess three days or so?
0: About four days.
1: Hmm. I mean, I'm surprised you're, you're vacillating when uh, when, we were, when we were leaving the Emerald Conclave, it was all we could do to get you not to go back to Dunshire. We were right there, though.
2: I mean, it was just a day's journey. Well, maybe... I don't know what to
1: do. Do you think Lady Selene has anything to drink? Oh, I'm sure. Okay. I'm gonna say we probably... Well, we can probably spare going down to Erdos. It kind of depends on uh, how long it takes us to wrap things up there. Um, There and back's just over a week, couple of week, couple of weeks maybe.
2: Okay, I mean it's still it's not even spring, so well whatever we find out tomorrow we'll kind of layer that into our plan. Anybody want the Albert jerky?
1: No, I think I'm good. We'll head back to Riverstone
2: Manor.
0: You guys make your way quickly back to Riverstone Manor. Just about the sun is setting. The guards are told to be on the lookout for you. And without question, they give you—they open the gates and give you guys entrance.
1: Yeah, order up some food, perhaps.
2: And maybe like a strong spirit fill it in. What was that stuff that they gave you up in Nessel rock.
3: Oh, right. It was um, whiskey.
0: Yeah. Do you have any of that stuff? What he said.
3: You don't need to do the inclination. I just wasn't sure.
0: Lady Selena's still up as it's just after sunset. Of course we had our our meal earlier we can I can have the kitchens, of course, anything you would like. I just have some few administrative duties to still oversee whiskey was it?
3: Yeah, I don't know if you have it here
0: i can I can ask we might still have a few bottles. My late dear husband occasionally did drink it. I don't go for anything harder than wine myself.
2: Can we take that meal out on the terrace in the back? And I'm just thinking of where they were sitting when we fought the Revenant, just that open area.
0: Of course, of course. I haven't been back there myself, but just give me a moment. She calls over one of her ladies in waiting. Have you hear mumbling and it's pretty much just telling them to kind of clean up the area as it's been a little bit neglected for the past couple months as no one from the household has been to that area since then. Give us a moment. Uh, the food will be prepared and sent out there, and they'll inform you when it's ready. And after a few minutes, one of the servants come out. and My lords, your, your meal is ready. And they take you out back, and you see the open area and the small, uh, small stream that goes through Riverstone Manor, grounds, and eventually off the small waterfall leading down towards the Riverstone District. And they've set up a small table for you all to sit at, out there in the courtyard. It's a bit chilly, but they've also brought out some braziers to warm it up a bit. Hal, you are you wish they didn't bring out the fire. Everyone else fine. it a bit chilly. But the meal is ready. It is fairly extravagant compared to what you've been eating in Nessel Rock. There are a few different various... Freshly roasted fowl, different sizes, lots of fish, breads, cheeses, fresh vegetables, a couple crafts of wine, a couple crafts of ale, and a fine crystalline decanter filled with a dark amber liquid.
2: I was just like, bread and cheese would have been good for me. I know how you like your... what is is the word to look for, Fenthwick? your normal niceties. I'm just going to take some bread and cheese with a little bit of this roast. And then I'll eat a sandwich and I'll sip a little whiskey and I'll start pacing about. And then I'll So yeah, the, uh, last time this, she spoke to me, got a vision. My uncle was there and said, do what you must be, do what must be done to become my champion. And there was somebody there. Maybe it was a, Analogy or metaphor, I think you said, Fenthwick, that, like, I had to sacrifice something to make something else better or, or grow. And the person that was sacrificed was, was uh, the Blue Nightingale. So I'm really not sure if I need to take them to be sacrificed.
1: I'm sorry. Say what? You plan on sacrificing her?
2: That, that was in my vision. So I'm not sure if it was a test or if that's what I actually have to do. So I'm not sure I can go back north without it because if we go all the way back north and it, they're like, "Yeah, you're supposed to bring that other person because then we have to come back here." When was this vision? On our way Sentinel Forest, through the Sentinel Forest?
3: You just had it as we were
0: like walking?
2: I don't quite recall. Uh, it might have been
0: I think it was when you met you uh drank the water. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. In the pool of the... The
2: white stag.
0: The great red stag, the ruler of the Sentinel Forest.
2: Remember when I passed out and the stag was there? Yeah. A lot to unpack. I can't imagine somebody would be that cruel to, like, put that into somebody's head. It's just pretty overwhelming. Do you think it was more of a vision? Kind I look towards Khor and look back to... Don't those guys, like, smoke stuff to have, like, outer body experiences... And I point to Core. don't,
3: doesn't, like. I mean, he's right. You, do you want me to ask him for you? Yeah. Right there. Okay. Yes. Core. let me just say this. Let me couch this. How doesn't, how is very strong in his beliefs, but he doesn't know about a lot of things. So he just kind of runs on assumptions and stuff he's heard. So he wants to know if something he heard is true. He was wondering if monks like yourself, Use different medicinal supplements to like have visions.
4: Like not when you're sick medicine to see things?
3: Yeah, like like taking something when you don't need it so that way you can see things. Because he's I don't know how much you're you're getting from his conversation, what he's saying. I know you I look
4: No, no, I I, I understand the concept more core I'm sure core core does not. Court is not he's never seen anybody do it. So Corn's a little confused by the concept of medicine to make you see things, especially since I rarely dream.
3: Right? Exactly. 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 But you did have a vision recently, so that's an interesting thing that you have you haven't shared with us yet. (laughs) Belen just turns away from Corn. Goes, no, his people don't do that. Like,
2: okay, I was gonna want to know if is it like, is it literal or figurative? Like, do I literally have to do that, or is it like figuratively? Like, hey what would your choice be? And if your choice is the right choice, then we can become homies and I'll talk to you like all the time, which is clearly happening.
3: Well, how many times? Well, all the time. What is all the time? How many times?
2: I mean, three, four times. Four times. Wow. Every time, every time i said, Hey, can you help me? They're like, Hey, good to see you again.
3: You're telling me you have a hundred percent connection rate with your God.
4: I mean, isn't
2: that normal?
3: No. No, not
4: normal. Not at all. Maybe it is the jerky. Oh
3: no. Do you think there's something wrong with the jerky? I say in Selvin.
4: Yeah, that that messed me up. I I saw something crazy when I ate it. I've never had
3: visions off the jerky. Do I believe, Core,
4: <laughs> that I saw something crazy? The night that I had that first dream was the day that the one day I ate the jerky.
0: That was when you had the jerky? That is so It was funny. The one day. Yeah. <laughs> that is great. You guys wanted owlbear jerky.
3: That is so amazing that Kor is like, nah, man, that jerky makes you see stuff.
0: Why he hasn't had it again.
3: This isn't normal, right, Fenthwick? Never heard of anyone. Also, like, just above the table, I guess, like, Beladin is aware of the gods, but he's he doesn't really worship anybody. So it's like, like, his whole thing is with, with nature itself. You know what I mean? Like, he kind of foregoes a religious connection to nature and just wants to connect to it the way he does with his with his spores
2: oh so you're the one that then sh- has d- dreams
3: i haven't had any weird dreams in fact i rarely dream at all okay this is this is wild you're the first person i've ever met who's spoken to a god multiple times
2: it's very ambiguous and nebulous most of the time um but finally they get around to answering my questions or question Usually it's just one or what I must do, or this is what you need to go do.
3: So are we like on a, on a patio overlooking the area? Like where we were. Before? Yeah. You're
0: in like a, the back kind of garden of the estate where there's some stone paths, a little kind of stone gazebo on the other side. And there's a stream running through the grounds that goes off into a small waterfall. Cause the Riversun manor is on the top of a, Cliff, because the Riverstone District is on a gradual incline. Yeah. And then Riverstone District is at the, Riverstone Manor, at the, at the peak of that, and there's a small stream that goes off, and then goes off, there's a cliff face on the other side, and then a, this that small stream then goes to a waterfall, small waterfall, to a pool, and then another stream that eventually feeds into the Heldewin River.
3: How, how's the garden looking? Because it is going towards winter, but you said it's un it's, like, more cold here than it is other places we've noticed, so how is this garden faring?
0: actually hasn't been kept very well Oh, in the past month or so. Beladin, you would know this especially. Um, there's recent signs of kind of neglect.
3: Okay. Well, for the rest of the conversation, Belladin's just going to try and clean up the garden a little bit. So, like, if he talks, he's going to be talking while he's... Gardening? Gardening, yeah. He can't help it, man. This This, this needs to be handled.
4: And so the, just to get this straight, the Heldewin is not frozen over. It is. It is. Okay.
0: Yeah. I would say this stream is pretty icy at the moment. It's a small stream, so it's fast moving for its size.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: All right. Well, we'll finish, finish dinner and I'll think on it. And I think we'll probably turn in for the night. And so we'll wake up as early as feasible Did you call him yet Did you call him yet.
0: Okay, you all finish dinner, and if asked, are led to your, each to a respective room in the manor. Just as nice as you guys remember it last time, and if there's nothing else, you guys can go ahead and take a long rest. The chill morning air greets you. Ventwik, you there?
1: I'm there. I'm here.
2: Oh, sorry. I know it's like 5.30, but you think you can find out where Poppy and Marisol might be?
1: You know it's five thirty for them too, right? Is she an early riser, Hal? I mean, they're probably still asleep because it's you know an ungodly hour. Wait until breakfast. Okay,
2: and I'll go sit at the breakfast table.
0: You're not the only ones up. There is the kitchen staff and some of the servants getting everything ready for the day, starting to make the morning meal. Lady Celine doesn't quite wake up as early as you all, but she does wake up eventually. But before she even gets up, the staff already starts serving you all breakfast. There is porridge, breads, cheeses.
1: Yeah, make a bacon sandwich.
3: I see this amazing mechanical concoction that Fenthwick makes, and I definitely make my own.
0: Hmm. Lady Celine joins you about halfway through your meal. pardon me for not being up earlier. Uh, I find it a little hard to get to sleep these nights please, please, continue, continue.
1: She doesn't even stop chewing while she's talking.
0: She sits down, has a small meal, a piece of bread, a piece some fruit, some tea. So, were you all able to find what you were looking for?
1: We got some useful clues.
0: I do hope that Poppy is safe. And, and Marisol, of course. If if you don't mind me asking, what what were you able to find out?
1: I think for the t- no offense, but for the time being, I think we're going to hold that information on a need to know. Of course, of course.
3: <laughs> yeah, do do I get like a weird vibe from her asking about it? Cause cause that that's kinda out of the blue, right?
0: Give me an insight check.
3: How did you say you wanted to do one too? We can do them separately. I don't
0: think insight you can really get advantage from someone helping you, so.
3: Yeah, unless we're like actively talking about what we both think or what we both saw, but that's not going to happen in front of her. Damn, fourteen. I mean, it can happen in front of her in a different language. <laughs> Technically, yeah. Uh, I hate when I roll below my passive. Uh, Go ahead. What is your passive? Nineteen.
0: Uh, you both get the sense there's no, there was no maliciousness behind her inquiry. Mm-hmm. It's. You can see the rings around her eyes from lack of sleep. She's just not quite at her A-game and is struggling a bit to try to find conversation in the morning with you all.
3: Oh, jeez. Okay. Uh,
0: Of course, of course, I I didn't mean to pry. And of course, I wouldn't want to do or know anything that would put Poppy and Marisol in, in more danger. So, of course, what you all think is best.
3: Or yourself. I mean, if you think about it, right? If someone's looking for them, if you know where they are, then you yourself will become a
1: target. I
0: hadn't even considered that.
1: Wait, those two horses you gave us, are they still here?
0: Yeah, I mean, yes. I've left instructions with the stable hands that your cart and the horses were to be kept as long as needed.
1: Okay, just checking. I thought maybe Poppy might have taken them.
0: No, surprisingly... She just asked for some supplies, rations for the road. A a couple healing potions from, from old Christos.
1: Once it gets to a decent hour, I'll try to send a message to Marisol.
0: You guys finish up your breakfast. It's at a point of in the morning where most people would be up, seeing as how there's not alarm clocks, so unless you're a night owl you tend to get up at or near where the sun gets up so by the time you finish breakfast it would be what you think would be an appropriate time
1: so i send essentially the same message like marisol it's denthwick where are you do we need to join you where can we meet you can reply keep it under 25 words that should be 23 words good morning
3: you add right at the end <laughs>
1: <laughs> good day
0: we're in Ornost. Poppy is keeping us safe. We move from safe house to safe house. I think we're okay for now. Okay. Where are you all?
1: Well, she answered. They are in Earnest. They appear to be safe. Um, they're moving around from safe house to safe house. And she wants to know where we are, and unfortunately doesn't get the whole once-a-day thing.
3: So, uh, just before Fenthwick started talking, I motioned towards uh our our host to do earmuffs
1: pardon if they're still there if they're still there i won't say anything until she leaves <laughs>
3: <laughs> i was just like hey if you don't know it's better for your <laughs> for your safety <laughs> FedEx like so she's in earnest
1: <laughs> hey i assume we moved off after breakfast
3: okay 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 just making sure just making sure sorry
1: you Guys,
0: she excuses herself after breakfast. You guys have the room,
3: okay? And then that's what happens, okay? So, Ernost it's uh west of here, quite a ways west and south. Uh, not a small city, but I mean,
1: it's mm, quite a large city, actually. Yeah,
3: but that's I mean, that's good, right? If they're trying to
1: um hide, well, it's a good place if you're trying to hide, it's a good place to disappear,
3: right? Right? Well, did it does it seem like it's handled? Like it's something we need to worry about
1: sounded like they were in no immediate danger, okay, okay, I look at Hal see his reaction,
2: but well, we know the dirge is going there too true so that that no immediate <laughs> danger might be immediate danger in a few days.
3: oh, you said that the going west well they, yeah, they said literally said going the, to
1: Ernos. yes Gerd was going to Ernos. See, the thing is, I don't feel like we can actually put this off because the alternative, if we go north, it could be months before we're back here.
3: Right. Yep.
2: yep agreed. All right. Let's uh, settle up the horses and get going.
3: Okay. I like do the mental math. I can become a horse or like an elk or something since we only have two horses. For how long? Uh, Four hours and then I can just do it again for another four hours. And then I can, and then all I need to do is rest for an hour and I can do that again. So if we just take like a lunch, if we do eight hours, take an hour long break, then I can do another eight hours. I
1: mean, I mean we've got horses and a cart. So,
3: yeah, but wouldn't the cart make us go slow? I'm just trying to think of catching up with the dirge.
1: <clears throat> the horses probably would be faster on their own.
3: It just seemed urgent.
1: I think it's I can ride, I can, I can ride with someone though. So,
3: oh, that's a good point.
1: The way the mechanic works in fifth
0: edition with horses is you, you still have the same travel speed as a party per day, unless you can get fresh horses every hour because the horses have to rest as well.
3: Yeah, that's a good point. They can't,
0: they can't just gallop through the whole day.
3: I just speak with them. I'm like, no, I swear we're going to rest. You just need to keep going faster.
1: In horse, you keep saying terrible bees coming up behind us. Run, run.
3: Yeah, it's massive.
1: I'll just keep casting Thaumaturgy and making scary noises behind us.
3: I mean, look, I've got two fourth-level spells, uh, or three-level spell slots. When they die beneath us, I'll just animate dead, and then we'll have undead horses. What does 5e say about undead horses? They're undead. (laughs) Do they need to rest?
0: I think that is not something in the rulebook. I love how this is coming from (laughs) Belladine.
3: All oh, right, I'm a I'm a druid. No, this is a bad idea, guys. We shouldn't do this. Sorry, Jordan came to the table. I need to be belladin again. My bad, guys. Sorry. I guess if we can't take the card, it doesn't matter. We're on the same speed.
1: Right, we're probably going to stick to the roads anyway. So
3: yeah. Okay.
1: Fenwick, you could roll me a D twenty, please.
3: I guess this is the part where I start feeling bad for multiclassing because if I, I hadn't, rolled, like,
1: three or four sevens tonight.
3: Ooh, you should go to Vegas.
1: So, what
0: would y'all like to do?
1: Well, there's no reason not to head out.
0: Yep.
3: Yeah.
4: So, are we taking the cart and horses, even though they do not
1: increase our speed? They don't make us any slower, either.
3: Yeah, but then we could be more comfortable, and I don't have to be a warhorse for eight hours a day.
1: Mm-hmm. Not my horses. I'm okay with it. You're free, free to walk if you want.
3: I mean, yeah, we'll probably be going slow enough.
1: Yep, same speed. I'll walk.
3: All right. Yeah, you're fast. What what is your what is your speed?
4: Uh, fifty five base.
3: Oh my God! Yeah, yeah. So we hit the road. Um, I continually every hour cast pass without a trace. I want to say that up front.
0: So you let Lady Celine know that you'll be leaving immediately and request your horses and cart. Would you like to take them now or can have them brought to the southern gates? We can take them now.
2: I'm not sure if that's any there's any difference
0: farewell i won't ask where you all are going of course i hope you all are safe and you're able to keep little poppy and marisol safe as well may uh may the hexad watch over you as they know we need it in these trying times
3: i hope you feel better whatever is ailing you i hope it it passes and you know it it also doesn't hurt to talk to people you know if if things are weighing on your on your mind or... My
0: manners have slipped more than I care to admit these past few months. I'm not sure if I ever got your name.
3: Oh! I'm uh, Bellatin of uh, the Melchris tribe. Uh, I'm a druid. And it's been a pleasure uh, being hosted by you. You have a, a lovely home. I apologize. I hope it wasn't too forward, but I did a bit of gardening when we were out on the on in the uh near the river. Uh it is beautiful, but a little just needed a little bit of help. Yeah. It's been it's been a pleasure.
0: I appreciate that Bellad with Mel, Chris, And your words of care. Since my husband passed there and he looks she looks towards you, Halbar and Fentwick. I haven't been able to bring myself to go back there. Maybe when spring comes, flowers bloom again. Leo did always like the flowers.
2: Oh, you should check it out. Beladin did some gardening last night.
3: Yeah. yeah. It, it's not, you know, back to what it should be, but it's now on the path back to being healthy and, and whole. And I find uh, sometimes it's just simply working with the earth can do that for us as well. I will try.
0: And and you, friend, I'm sorry. I didn't get your name either. Uh, there's just been so much going on. I, I do apologize. As um, she turns towards you, Core. Hi, I'm Core.
3: He doesn't know a lot of common. If, if you want to know him more information or have a deeper conversation, I can translate for you. Unless you know Sylvan.
0: It's a pleasure to make your acquaintance, Core. Or Elvish. I'm Lady Celine, and know that Riverstone Manor. The town of Doonshire is always open to you as you are friends of dear friends of mine. She says in Elvish to you. Ooh.
4: Okay. (laughs) I was like, or Primorioville, or she can keep talking. Uh, Yeah. Uh, Or will bow deeply, or whatever his monastery takes for bowing. Uh, So I appreciate your hospitality. And we will be here for your call, if ever you need, I'm sure. And I look over at my friends. (laughs) Does anyone else speak Elvish?
3: Hmm.
4: Yeah. Okay. So we will be here. She needs us.
3: I don't. I'm, I'm. I'm just Sylvan. I forgot.
4: Yep. All right. I am pledging. I'm pledging ourselves to her. It's not my fault. They don't
0: understand.
3: Shit. Core's making big decisions.
0: She bows deeply. It's a great honor to have ones from heaven's path. The grace sovereign. ring. She seems to recognize your li- your attire, Core. Yeah.
4: Yeah. Uh, the the two the two remaining symbols I have around my neck. I stole a couple extra from my dead friends. <laughs>
3: hey, you know, someone's gotta remember them.
4: Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh Coral just bow again and say, We we must be off fairly well. Of
0: course, of course.
4: I get fancier and elvish.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and you guys are given the horse and the cart, along with some bundles of food. A, a wine skin and a wine skin filled with whiskey.
3: Oh, nice. Nice. Oh, just a heads up. I don't know if you saw my message. I changed some spells with the long rest. The road, I assume. Unless there's. Is there anywhere anybody wants to go to before we head out? Head south out of town? Didn't we get attacked coming up this road towards Duneshire? Mm hmm.
2: Okay. You don't want to see, uh, go see Christos again?
3: You'll have more stuff for us.
1: I don't think we have uh, that much time.
3: Fair.
4: And we are 100% skipping the lighthouse.
3: Looks like it.
4: Okay.
0: And you start making your way through through the southern road to the southern gate of Doonshire, horse and cart. And you start to see recognition in some people's eyes as they point towards Hal and Fentwick. As you guys are not unknown. In this city, you kind of, there's some kids that start to chase the cart behind you, running after and calling out the heroes of Dunshire, the heroes of Dunshire. Eventually, you you do make your way out of the southern gate, the city of Dunshire, onto the open road, heading south and then eventually west towards the capital of the North Ward and the seat of Duke Elias, the city of Ornost.